Oh, hell, do you read me? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. What's up, everybody? You're listening to a brand new episode of the All Things Dave podcast, and I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. I got Ed the Undead back on the show, and last time we talked about our top five favorite comedies, and I think there's a good chance to say that some of that comedy is going to spill over to today. Absolutely, 100%. You know, they say laughter is the best medicine. 100%. Well, we're going to find out, man. And that's not to only say Jim Carrey does just comedy, but he's very famous for his comedy. That's how he started off his career but this dude has a lot of range and if anybody has seen any of his you know i guess more modern works you could tell that man he you know when i discovered jim carrey it was in living color early 90s man fire marshal bill oh man uh me i think i first saw him in like Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura. Early, yeah, it's like yeah. 93, 94. Yeah, I was real young. That's peak Jim Carrey, in my opinion. Honestly, man, he was my role model when I was a child. I kind of like... That explains the haircut, bro. Got it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I did not have that haircut. Um, <laughs> no, um, one of my, my... So my, my childhood best friend, Bobby Burnett, Doubt he'll ever hear this, but if he ever does... Shout out to you, Bobby. What's up, bro? Uh, Double B. Dude was like a mini Jim Carrey. Always just like... I don't know, man. He was zany. Very, okay. very. I mean, he was... I would. I don't want to say the class clown, the Bart Simpson, but he was just like... He was the Jim Carrey. The life of the party. Yeah, He man. was, man. He's fun. Well, now you're friends with me, and I'm the life of the party that I don't go to. I mean, this is true, man. You That's remind true. me a lot of him, actually. That explains why your, we're friends. In your own way. Man, God. when I was a kid, I had this friend named uh, Jackson, and you remind me so much of him. <laughs> he was like six foot three, size 14 feet, just crazy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> How young was he? <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about That's it. Some no. big ass feet for a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it up. All right. Oh, man. Uh, but here's what I'm not making up. I love Jim Carrey. You love Jim Carrey. And our buddy Jacob, who requested this episode, loves Jim Carrey. So, Jacob, this is for you, bro. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. We've talked about this way too many times. Like a month in preparation, watching as many Jim Carrey movies as possible, and some more than once. Yeah, that's for sure. 
So, all right, man. Uh, you know, kickstart us off. Honorable mention. Tell me a Jim Carrey movie that you like. Man, this was hard to put this where it was because I think highly of a lot of his works, but in the recent weeks, I feel like I've kind of refined what I like more, you okay. know? Um, but if there's anything, like, crazy about this is that my honorable mention is Dumb and Dumber. Okay. The very first one. I mean... Pretty dumb movie. It is, man. But it's it, they did it right. They did it without being, like, unaware of itself, right? Like, it... So what you're saying is it's not as dumb as the prequel. That was a oh, dumb fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they did this so well. They they used like pure comedy of yeah. the, what's unexpected. Um, like like one of my favorite scenes is when when the 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 bus full of hot chicks oh, yeah. uh, come up to them while they're on the side of the road and they're like, "Hey, fellas, we need somebody to." Uh, some come oil, oil boys. Oil, yeah, we need some oil boys to just lather us up in oil like every day for a couple of months, <laughs> and, and and he's like, yeah, uh, if you go about three miles that way, and they were like, okay, yeah. and then he was just Harry, you idiot, what have you done? You you understand what you just did? And they go bolt towards the 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 bus. Yeah, they're banging their hands they're, on the bus. They bro, stop, like, stop the bus. Stop! 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 And then you know, then, as a viewer, we know. Oh, clearly they realize that they're referring to them, right? Right, right. And, and then and then Jim Carrey goes, "Actually, <laughs> it's about three miles that way." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of guys are gonna be really happy when when they find them. I'm just like, oh my god. You're like no. But it, it's a story of two best friends, man, and it's wholesome. And it's a little dumb, but it's so fun, man. Like we could go on and on about like. Okay, my probably my other favorite scene of this is uh, when when they're in their uh, uh, their dog mobile oh, and yeah. they get pulled over by a cop and dude had just like taken a piss and like six bottles of of uh, of empty beer and the cops just like you just blew through that red or, or you just went too fast and they're like what well, you you guys been drinking. You got a little bit of uh, grandpa's cough medicine. Yeah, Come on, yeah. Man. They're like, yeah. no, and, <laughs> and dude, he goes, well, "What is that?" He's like, "You can't be in the in this state with open, open containers. Container, yeah. Give me that." He's like, and he goes to drink. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, and they're like, and, "Shut up!" If you knew it was good for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then he takes a drink of that piss, and I thought, wow, just just stuff like Dude, that. In his face, he's like. <laughs> It's like, perfect. And, and if you know the guy, it's I think it's Harlan Williams yeah. is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you Google him, you'll recognize him. He was in Rocket Man and Sorority Boys, but he's he's yeah. a good stand-up comedian too. Yeah. But it's weird when you think about him; it's always this role, like every time. Yeah, man. It's just like remember when he drank that bottle of piss? Like, it's gross. This this uh, this movie has a lot of fun scenes, but it's just my honorable mention, man. I'm excited yeah. to see what your list is because if that's your honorable mention, that's it's that's tough. I'm not gonna lie, Dumb and Dumber got knocked down a couple of pegs. Man, that's okay. As you grew up, you you got less dumb. You know, that's what that is. Yeah, I man, I, I wasn't a big fan of of the sequels, 
just I didn't even watch the the, the newest I saw the one prequel and was it was fine. Like it, I knew going in it wasn't a Jim Carrey movie and so whatever. And I laughed cuz it's a funny movie, but it's not a good prequel. And then I didn't even watch the sequel. Um I just didn't hear good things. And as a Jim Carrey fan, I should watch it, but I don't know. Jim Carrey is Kicks not a, tells me to watch it. <laughs> um Jim Carrey doesn't like doing sequels. Apparently. Even he's done a few. Like, you got Ace Ventura, you got uh, Dumb and Dumber, um, and then I think he did the Sonic movie, but those are the exceptions to the rule. He All three of those sequels are on my list. Yeah, he... Oh, what? Just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> but he, he, he absolutely hates doing them, because he thinks that they're not going to be successful, and I don't know, call it a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think uh, prophecy. Sonic 2 kind of proved that to be false. Right, it, yeah. it was a self-fulfilling prophecy until that. But I think that has something else going for it. You know what I mean? Knuckles. Yeah. Well, that's a great honorable mention. Let me tell you about my honorable mention because it's going to just like pull the rug out from under you. My honorable mention's from 1985. It's Once Bitten. Ooh. Oh, my goodness, dude. Okay, yeah. So here's the deal, man. The movie features Jim Carrey as Mark, who is a high school student and a vampire. And the reason that... I like this movie a lot is because I don't traditionally like vampire movies at all. But this one, going for itself, is a comedy with Jim Carrey, but it has an amazing musical number to it. And if anybody has been following me for a long time, they know that I love movies set in high schools. Okay, you got Napoleon Dynamite, you got Prom Night, you got Varsity Blues, all these movies that I love. Because school is the one thing that like most of us know and can relate to. So when we see a movie that takes place in a school, it's, it takes you back and you're able to just identify the setting. And so for me, I, you know, I, I played with this a lot, but when it boils down to a Jim Carrey specific list, the only reason that I love Once Bitten is because it is Jim Carrey. Anybody else in that role might not have made it as good as it was to me. And so that becomes an honorable mention. So how mad are you? <laughs> I, I'm not mad at all. Okay. Uh, Once Bitten is a great movie. In fact, I just saw it the other day. Um, at, at the end of the day, it was a fun movie. I don't. I think the plot was very convoluted, but it was it was interesting because um, that has been like one of the first times I saw Jim Carrey, younger Jim Carrey, young, very young Jim Carrey. Like I was it like his second. It was so. like one of his very first roles. It was like second role, third role, something like that, mm -hmm. of a major movie. Yep, and it was it was kind of just ridiculous, but it reminded me of the eighties where um, they made ridiculous great movies. Yeah, he he didn't play the typical just zany Jim Carrey. He was a lot more mellow. He was a high school jock, yep. right? And dude, he was just a virgin, man. And he wanted to get laid and he'd been with this high school sweetheart for so long and uh you he know He also let his friends talk him into some dumb shit. Yeah. Go to this Hollywood party. Yeah, he goes to he, he goes to this uh, bar in Hollywood and he meets a vampire, which the criteria for her is to uh, bite or or feed upon a virgin to stay uh, young. To stay young, she's yeah. got to do it three times, but she's not going for no little kids or nothing like that shit. She's she's got morals, right? right. Like, I mean, it would be too easy, but she's you know she she. I think she also enjoys. Like what comes with it, you right. know what I mean? Like because uh, she's an older lady and she she looks good for an old lady. Don't get me wrong, she's a vampiress, right? They did everything to do, but the reality is like there's something about her being able to get with a high school man, 
You know what I mean? And with a Jim Carrey, I think there's something that goes to it why she doesn't just prey on children or could attack anybody. She lures them in because she wants to be sed- like seductive as well. Yeah, man. Um, I thought it was interesting when she, I guess, got him drunk. Mm-hmm. At, or, I mean, she had one glass. I don't know if he was drunk. The dude doesn't drink, he so just, of course. She starts biting off his... Like the buttons off yeah, his shirt, and yeah. this becomes Wait, a, a, a. Isn't that how you take your work shirt off? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, this just becomes a, a, a rolling theme. Like every single time she's got to rip off the buttons off his shirt, she pulls his pants down, goes down, and then all of a sudden you just hear Jim Carrey go, ouch! And then like he like blacks out. Yeah. And I'll. I'll Dude, when you first saw that, did you think what I was thinking? Because I thought she no, bit him. No, because I the, saw that when I was young. I thought she bit him in the <laughs> dick, bro. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she just bit him on the inner thigh, yeah. where there's like a, a blood vessel, and that's just like a really good spot to bite. I'm like, I never knew. You expect the neck. Well, that if you think about it, it's if visible you, too. If, if you get the inner thigh, it's completely incognito. Yep. Some, I mean, and who's gonna say, hey, what do you think this is? They're gonna think you have an STD. I do that in gym class. What? What? <laughs> hey, buddy, can you look at that? <laughs> Put it away. Speaking of that, dude, that scene was hilarious. Yeah, man. When, um, so his girlfriend is researching zombies, and she's like, typically, apparently, female vampires bite right there, and she's trying to, she, she believes her boyfriend. She believes that he actually is turning into a vampire, and she's getting suspicious. But, you know, she doesn't want to go, like, check. So she asks his two friends... Who like I guess? Yeah, can you look yeah, at his? Uh, junk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look down there and check and see if you there's see him bites. in the locker room. It's not weird. Yeah, and dude, and it gets hilarious. They're in oh, the yeah. locker room and they do everything they can to try and get their faces like right in his junk without drawing attention. Yeah, to and at some point they just say fuck it and they tackle the guy <laughs> and they're like grabbing his legs. And meanwhile, everybody else in the locker room's like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, the guys they're like, "Yay!" or something, and just everybody bolts. It's hilarious. And then his friend, who's, you know, they're all virgin, uh, virgins, but the uh, one of his friends just like, am I gay? Uh, no, I couldn't be right, but maybe I am. I'm freaking gay, man. <laughs> and he just did this whole, like, self-identity thing, and it was hilarious. Like, there's obviously nothing wrong with any of that, but you think it's the 80s. There's some well, teenage at, boys. At this point in time in the 80s, that was the whole, like... Like yeah, AIDS pandemic and everybody, and so this kind of just tried to lighten the mood a little bit. But yeah, and, and it's it's a rolling theme with a lot of Jim Carrey's comedies as well. Like he, I'm sure we'll touch base on some of those. But right. he, doesn't he even sleep in a trunk in in his room in some of the scenes? Like, yeah, like waking up at like what the hell? Yeah, his dad's dressing like, all black like he's emoed out. Oh, dude, that was and he's a some cool looking Jim Carrey though. If I'm being honest, he, he, that is true. I remember when he got what he got. He got he won the costume contest. Yeah, and he's like, it's not a costume. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, high school vampires were cool before Twilight because they're not cool in Twilight. They're cool in Once Bitten. But yeah, man. Let's go ahead and, and tackle this top five, man. Now that we got those out of the way, what do you got? Number five, um, it's a really good movie. Of uh, it's it's Bruce Almighty. Okay. Um, Bruce Almighty came out, I think, early two thousands. It uh, it starred Morgan Freeman as God, and then good choice. And and, and you got yeah, I, I enjoyed it because 
you know. No, I mean Morgan Freeman is God. Good choice. Well, who could play a better guy? He's so nice, <laughs> dude. Out of all the movies He's with different cheap. like devils, we could talk about what well, Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate, and all, and, and you know, dude from Constantine, and didn't oh, yeah. didn't Tim Curry also play the devil? Of course, legend. There's so many people who do that, but and we can debate on who's the best devil, but. I think Morgan Freeman's the definitive. Like, if you can have, you know, a, what's strange about that? He was also a great president. So it, yeah, Morgan Freeman's Freeman, a great actor, amazing actor, and he just has that presence of okay. authority. And so, no one looked at Morgan Freeman and thought, "Ah, oh, blasphemy." No, they were like, "Okay, if he had to come down and he had to play that, you know, play a person, all right, why not Morgan Freeman?" Yep, and he's the narrator of the world, right? Right. Of the world. Um, that's kind of hilarious because he's a narrator of War of the Worlds, so that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep going. This is it's just a fun movie. It's a it's about um, you know a guy who's just basically thinks the world is against him. He has no luck whatsoever, and he prays and he prays and he says, you, you know, God, you why can't like something good happen to me? Why can't you listen to my prayers? And then so God has a sense of humor and. You know, all of a sudden, he bestows upon uh, Bruce the powers of God. But the theme throughout this movie uh, is, yeah, Bruce gets to have a lot of cool, fun being God, doing all these amazing things, just otherworldly things. But, you know, it teaches us that, you know, about free will and, like, God could do everything but at the end of the day if he did everything for you right then you wouldn't learn anything right right free will is a double-edged sword yes the world and the things that happen in it can be bleak and messed up but at the end of the day like you can make the best of it and if you have free will you have ultimate control over your own fate you know and so yeah he learns a lot of lessons you know, about, like, women and things you shouldn't do. But there's a lot of crazy hijinks, making his girlfriend's boobs bigger. He's able to answer, like, a million emails and just to keep on coming. And they're, like, I guess the emails come in, the prayers come in in form of emails. Yeah, that was, that was odd an at that time. That was an interesting way to go about that. Speaking of that, what else is interesting is everything you said is right, but I think there's a second, like, moral that goes with it. And mm -hmm. I think that it's it teaches you to count your blessings because like there are things that you have that you can be thankful for if you focus on the positive things and i think for him like he was down and out and now he has the powers of god and he's able to do all these incredible things essentially could do anything right but he lost so oh, much yeah. with it oh yeah and it's kind of like one of those like back to basics like true love you know right 100 percent. you can and and i mean i guess you could probably um you know, equate that to being rich, right? Like you sure. could have all the money Can't in the buy world. Happiness, hundred percent stuff that makes you happy, right? But um, if you look around, <laughs> but it also started uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston, right? It did, and and uh, I mean, this Friends was, was done, and this was like she a was big still movie. peak. Like what? What did they call her? Um, uh, uh, you Rachel know. Green. <laughs> I don't know what they call her. Um, America's sweetheart. Oh, okay. Yeah, at that time. Sure. It was, like, between her and, like, one other girl, uh, a woman at the time. Um, but, but yeah, I digress. This was this was a fun movie Saying to top watch. top five Jennifer Aniston movies, that's to get away for another day. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I've seen five. 
<laughs> but I did I'm see sure Bruce Almighty in theaters, and I did yeah. love it. Yes. What did you think of the uh, of the sequel with so Steve Carell, Evan Almighty? It's not the same caliber of movie. I agree. I felt I, I don't want to say I felt like they cared more about Bruce Almighty, but I do feel like Bruce Almighty is a better film, and I don't think that has anything to do with Steve Carell's performance. And I think he Steve Carell excelled in Bruce Almighty. He's hilarious. I just don't think... But I don't like, think we needed Evan Almighty. I, I, I agree. I think it was just a cash grab where they it's could. Bru- it's because Jim Carrey wouldn't do it. Uh, also, Steve Carell was, he had just done 40-Year-Old Virgin. Sure. He was starting to like get you know hey, guess what? more popular. I love Lamp. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, Anchorman was a really good... Yeah, all, uh, and I, this is all that like early 2000s comedy, man. Yeah, but I, I think uh, it goes to show you that you can't duplicate Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is such a unique character. I, well, like, that's the word I was going to say earlier. Is I think that's the best thing about Jim Carrey is he is a like Jim Carrey is almost the character. He's not the actor because if you get for the longest time, if you got a comedy with Jim Carrey, you knew what you were getting, and that's why you were watching it. Think about like uh, Robin Williams, right? Okay. So with Robin Williams, when he played the genie in Aladdin, there's a reason why you just don't like the genie of. Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar. Because sure. it's, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, is if it, that had been the first genie I was introduced to, it would have been fine. Right. But yes. It's the voice of Homer, Homer right? Yes. Uh, Dan Costello, whatever. Costello. Yeah. Good voice. Yeah, sure. And really funny guy. I don't want to take away from him, but he's trying to he's just, fill it, the shoes, and that's just the position he's in. Exactly. At the end of the day, he's not that great person. And I think you can, you can really put Jim Carrey up there with those legends of comedy. Like, you know, Adam Sandler and Robin Williams and all these guys. You know, it's, 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 it, it really shows. So, anyway, that's my number five. That's a, What's yours, man? Uh, well, my number five has already been mentioned. It's from 1994. It's Dumb and Dumber. Your honor <laughs> mentions my number five. And I just, Jim Carrey plays Lloyd Christmas. Like, that's a hell of a name. Bro. Yeah. But he's fantastic. And I love that he plays off Jeff Daniels, who plays Harry. And they're two best friends, but... Even though Jeff Daniels is great, I just feel like Jim Carrey kind of shines more in the movie, and so it it's ridiculous, but in a hilarious way, and it's a total gut buster. Like I, anytime I want to just die laughing, I can watch Dumb and Dumber. It doesn't have to make sense, and it just never gets old, and it's extremely quotable. What's your favorite scene in Dumb and Dumber? Uh, that could be a whole podcast in itself. Like really? Top five scenes. It's so good, man. Okay, just it's name great. me one. Just one you can think uh, of. I'll I tell think. you one quote that I'll... I'm, <laughs> there's so many fucking scenes, man. Like, uh, Slappy. and oh, Samsonite. I knew it started with an S, though. Like, with the briefcase. <laughs> or the scenes whenever he's wearing extra gloves. Oh, dude. Or he's, like, he's like, he goes, wait. My, I can barely feel my hands are sweating. And he's just... Uh, or no, no, no. He's like, they're, uh, they're numb. And he goes... Oh, uh, well, you, well I, my hands are starting to sweat. I'm yeah. going to take off my second pair. He's and, like, you had a second pair? And he goes, he goes, yeah, Harry, it's the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that movie is completely quotable. I, I love everything about it. Oh, what about so what about good. the dick snowman? Do you oh, remember, do you remember that, yeah, that? yeah, Whenever they're building a snowman, they're on that date, and he yeah. puts the carrot down below with the coals as the yeah, balls. Yeah, the balls, yeah. And she laughs, and he, he's all serious. He thinks that's what it was, but yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, he's got Petey. Yeah, the whole movie. He is. sells a blind kid, a parent whose head is cut off, and he's like, Harry, I took care of it. And he like, taped it on. <laughs> Pretty bird. Uh, just, oh, it's so good. The dude's got the giant, like, 10-gallon cowboy hat, and he's eating the beef jerky. 
Man, it's it's. There's very few zany, crazy, outlandish comedies that that really deserve awards like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you you made it so entertaining without being stupid, despite the name being Dumb and Dumber. Like it's there's one of those stupid, examples stupid, that you can have fun. fun. Yeah, there's stupid, stupid, and then there's funny, stupid. Right. And this is a hundred percent funny, stupid. And the and prequel is a hundred percent stupid, stupid. It, yeah, it just it feels bad, and yeah. So, but that's the first crossover so far. We got one. Oh man, I have a feeling there's going to be some more. There has to be. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Well. This one is a movie, uh, this, my number four uh, is a movie I haven't seen in a very long time, but I watched recently again, and I have a whole new appreciation for it to the point where I put it above Bruce Almighty and mm. Dumb and Dumber. My number four is Cable Guy. Cable Guy! I had seen this before, but I needed to be an adult to truly understand the context of everything for multiple reasons. First of all, I basically have this guy's job, more or less. I fully understand <laughs> everything that's happening. I know what coax wire is. Yeah, dude. Home theaters and everything. But just the the uh, the absolute crazy amount of sexual innu- innuendos in this was so lost on me as a child. Of course. I just did not know how funny this was. Like, the first half of that movie is pure gold. Oh, I love this movie. And Only the first half? The back half was also funny, but I feel like the first half was pure comedy almost. Okay. The back half was getting closer to like Drama. almost like horror, bro. Okay. I mean, it was getting to the oh, point he's a total creep. like like a thriller almost. Like it maybe not horror, but thriller. There was no yeah. monster, but it was <laughs> just to a point where like holy shit, what's happening here? And maybe maybe the back quarter is what I would say. You could feel the creepiness in the beginning, but it wasn't to that level yet. Okay. Um, well, that's because the story really bleeds through towards the end when you find out what's really going on. Well, I mean, let's preface what this really what this story is. For anybody who Take hasn't it. seen Cable Guy, essentially you got Matthew Broderick, yeah. who, who's like... Ferris ju- Bueller. Yeah, he just breaks up with his girlfriend, so he gets a new apartment. Who's Leslie Mann. Yeah, uh... Leslie Mann, by the way, is the wife of Judd Apatow. Yep. I don't think it's a Judd Apatow production, but hmm. this was at the time, Leslie Mann was fairly young. Anyway. This is before she did Big Daddy, so. So, yeah. So, so Matthew Broderick gets a new apartment because he splits up with his girlfriend. She needs some space or whatever. And he needs cable. And so he calls <laughs> the cable guy. Who's the cable guy? Jim Carrey. He shows up like fucking five hours late. And the dude goes like, "I thought, I thought you weren't gonna come. I'm sorry, I was in the shower." And he, and he like literally runs out to get him. And he's just like, he's like, "Okay, so you don't want me to do this or not?" And he's just like, "Yeah, man, I want you to do it. It's just you were really late. You caught me in the shower." He goes, "I don't have to do this." It's yeah. just like it totally brings in like your persona where you're like, anytime someone says anything small, like you're not doing it right, Dave. Like, okay, I don't have to be here. I can fucking leave. It just it makes I me. I love to blow things out of proportion for a comedy yeah you know. comedy sake but yeah. you know at that point um you know he went ahead and was just like all right i'll go ahead and do it i'll take care of you buddy and dude remember when matthew broderick tries to tip him for free cable oh yeah and then and then just 
He's like, what you offer me is a felony. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you could go to jail. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Correctional man. facility. And he's like, just jerking your chain. I'll juice you up. <laughs> I love this character. He's so funny. It's, it's unique, though, right? And he's got a lisp the whole time. They should make a new one, and he's doing streaming services. Oh, man. Three. He should work for Netflix. That's <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. It wouldn't be Cable Guy. It'd be Streaming Guy. Yeah, something. Or it'd still be Cable Guy. They still have them. It would just be uh, setting guy. up Wi-Fi. I don't know. Dude, this guy... Anyway, at the end of the appointment, he goes, Hey, man, uh, if you ever want to know how all this cable thing works, just let me know. And he goes, Yeah, you'll have to show me sometime. He goes, Oh, cool. How about tomorrow? <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm kind of, you know... He goes, What, you got something going on? <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. And, he, and he catches them in a, in a, in a thing. He's in a like, lie. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, all right, I'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, and so they meet up, and dude just, from from that point on, starts this budding friendship. Matthew Broderick's very hesitant, because this guy is random and weird, but it's like, fuck it, why not? This guy just hooked me up. Yeah. I'll help him out, you know? He's trying whatever. to be nice. Yeah, and then, and then he, you know, and then he's not really that bad of a guy. You know his name is Chip, right? I know. That's his, Chip Douglas. Chip Douglas. And and the cable guy Chip, he he starts to insert his life into every like facet of Matthew Broderick's. Like at one point he goes to play basketball with his buddies. And dude shows up <laughs> out of nowhere and and and, and one and of this his is buddies also, is Jack Black. That's true. Very young Jack Black. And and uh and dude, Chip just was playing and he's like, oh, okay, I thought this was, like, a friendly game. <laughs> and then he just turns Street it rules. up, dude. He's the funniest fucking basketball player. Street rules. And, then, and he, just, he he goes to the point of doing, like, this heinous fucking slam dunk after jumping off of Jack Black's back. And then just shatters the entire hoop. He's like, Chip Douglas, you're with me. Nah, uh I'm on Steven's team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Steven. And doesn't, if correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it like, hey, man. Oh, nice shot. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Such a perfect song Deftones? for that scene. Yeah. No. Is that not Deftones? It's not. Which one is that? That's like uh, Filter or some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same genre. But, um,. Dude, the, the soundtrack in it is pretty good. Oh, I yeah, mean, it's all 90s, dude. dude it screams at some, 90s. Straight up, at some point, all of a sudden, Rob Zombie starts playing. Uh, just, you text me, and I'm like, yeah. Bro. I was like, holy shit, this is what's up. Man, it's a, it's a good-ass movie. And I, I would just, say easily one of his most underrated comedies. It easily. really is. And you know, when this came out, do you know he wasn't the original choice to play the cable guy? Did you know that? Do you know who was? Yeah, and, I, and so what I want you to do is I want you to think about everything you know about that movie, but then insert this actor instead. It was written for... Chris Farley, but then Chris Farley died. He was supposed to be oh, the cable guy. Oh man! So that that would have been a completely different movie. It really would have. But I think it still would have been really good because you can kind of sense some of the like, like the lines right there where I can see how Chris Farley would have did. Like you picture Chris Farley dressed in the thing as a cable guy. It's hilarious. It already works. It but does. then you add Jim Carrey and it becomes a Jim Carrey movie, and that's why it works too. But Dude, yeah, I want to know. Also, did you catch the cameos from Ben Stiller? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He directed no, he, the movie, he, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he played the guy on the TV that was wanted for murder. He was the twin who killed the other twin. Yeah. Right. Just <laughs> the whole time. This the is, whole time we see this movie is like we don't know Ben Stiller, we don't know Jack Black, we just know Jim Carrey, and then now we go back and we watch it. Right. And, and, yeah, and they're just throwing cool. all these. Yeah. And it's just a random TV show happens to be in the background. Whatever news story, they don't really focus on it throughout the movie. It's just there. It's just like every other scene. It's just it's like another update. But um, what do you think of Chip's relationship with all those people? Because at one point he throws a huge party. Oh and yeah. Even pays for like a prostitute to get Matthew Broderick laid because he's like you know his girls like moving on clearly he's da- she's she went on a date with Owen Wilson and and you know and upon and, which Jim Carrey beats the shit out of him I, fucks him up in the bathroom and yeah. just destroys him and just like he's like you stay away from that girl and then uh but he throws a party for Matthew Broderick and just so many people I, are here dude he has like old people doing karaoke. There's like a police officer in the corner somewhere. Like an. It was kind of like a group of weird people, if I'm being honest, because I think that's why Matthew Broderick is friends with Jim Carrey in this movie. Is he can sense he's a little off and a little weird, so he's just being nice to him. And I think that Chip Douglas in this movie is just the right kind of weird that everybody latches to. Yeah. So I think each one of those. The people at the party were kind of weird also, and I yeah. think that's why it all clicked. He probably juiced them all up, to be honest. Right, he did. He but. did. But the level of favors, that they just like all liked him. Hey, man, how much do you love watching TV? I'm just saying. It, it wasn't... <laughs> but, but they didn't feel creeped out by him, right. despite his tendencies. So maybe... He tried to be an even better friend to Matthew Broderick's character. Maybe, okay. maybe that's a sign. How did it never get crazy with them? It, it got crazy with because Matthew. if he spent all his time with Matthew Broderick, he didn't have time to spend with him like that. He was just the cable guy. So, hmm. So he, you think he didn't really see them as friends? Friends? He he latched on to Matthew Broderick as yeah. like a, like true like you could be my best friend. But everybody else was just a client or a customer or whatever. Yeah, just a friend. Where Matthew Broderick was like best friend material. Hmm. And that's why he went as far as he did. Right. Man. And he needed help. It was clear. Yeah. And, you know, you learn a lot about Jim Carrey's character, and you can kind of see that. A really fun watch, you guys. Yeah, if, definitely uh, worth it. If you haven't seen Cable Guy... Then we ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I <laughs> But guess. you're listening to this podcast, so hopefully you I'll just want to hear Jim Carrey. Despite everything, even if you heard it, like, there's nothing like watching it, because the performance that oh. he puts in this yep. is so Seeing is fucking it. funny. You just you need to watch it, you know. This is we're not going to spoil the end of it, but the end is not even really what matters. It's just a fun movie. What number was that for you? For me, that was my number four. Okay, cool. One hundred percent. Cool. Just making. I'm not you, fucking up my you, numbers this time. I, you know, I'm just throwing out. All right, cool. Uh, then I forgot to tell you, my number four is also the cable guy. Word. <laughs> then so, we don't have to talk about uh, it. Yeah. Well, the one thing I want to throw in there that <laughs> we, that has not been said at all was I remember seeing this as a kid, and it made me want to go to medieval times so bad. Mm. I still have never been in my life. Oh my god, I love that scene, dude. When <sighs> just when you thought we were done talking about yeah, cable guy. So, Here we go. so medieval times. <laughs> if you guys don't know about it, basically it's. Uh, a place where you can uh, go into the, the the podium, or not the podium, the uh, the stands or the bleachers or whatever, 
It's like a big coliseum. Jousting. And, 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 and you watch people joust and sword fight and, and ride horses and whatnot. Some Game of Thrones shit, huh? Y- yeah. And, okay. then they, and then you're just sitting there eating like an entire... Turkey leg. Small, yeah, turkey leg or like a full-blown chicken. Child. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> they serve children. Yeah. Uh, uh, a whole chicken or something. And you just eat it. You don't have utensils. You eat it with your hands. And this is Matthew Broderick's like, first time ever doing this. And this is like Chip's like hundredth time doing it and he just goes there every week or something and he gets some front row tickets and it's like a I don't know if it's a happy birthday thing it looks like this it's, it's what you would do for a special occasion and 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 maybe Chip feels like not to mention Jim Carrey like covers his eye. Matthew Broderick has no idea they're going there and he opens you know yeah. like, surprise he's like and, are you and serious it, and uh, who is their server like this goth chick who just doesn't want to be there and she's was it the chick from Mystery Men I think so. Okay. But she had to be all, uh, like... She's monotone, bro. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. just like... Whatever. Sire, how can I help you? <laughs> Very Squidward. How does right. thou want thine... <sighs> Do you want another Coke? And they're like... That's not from medieval times. She's like, give me a fucking break, man. <laughs> He's like, well, can I get a fork? She's like, there's no forks in medieval times. <laughs> this is authentic. He's like, is Coke authentic? She's like, oh, I hate this job. Yeah. So it's a great movie, though. I love it, yeah. and that's cool. It's both our number four. Yeah, dude. Two crossovers. Yeah, dude. All right, take us into number three. What do you got? Uh, my number three is a classic. Oof. If you have not seen this movie. The what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Take the words out of my mouth. All right. Dude, we got the mask. Woo-hoo-hoo. The mask is f- just... it. Didn't it, like, take the world by storm at the time? Oh, yeah. It, for me, as a child, the mask was always on. It was one of those classics, because kids could watch it, adults could watch it, teens could watch it. There was a, there was definitely a, a, a good amount of sexual, sexual innuendos. But they never quite went too far with it right. to where they could keep it pretty much a kid movie. Yeah, I think it was a PG thirteen rating mostly because of the language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never they never went the other way, but basically it's this guy who honestly is what would you call him? Meek. Just really He's a banker. A very docile human being. He's the kind of guy he, that wakes up every day, works an eight to six Monday through Friday suit and tie job. Yeah, he, he's he's bland. But, he's but boring. Ed, he's a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> he is a nice guy. Yeah, and that's uh, nice guys finish last, and that shows. Yeah, he always gets shit on, man. Hundred percent, dude. He finds this hot chick, and who do we got? Cameron fucking Diaz in her prime. Possibly the first time I had ever seen Cameron Diaz. And this very well might be her first major role. Yeah. She was very young it, in this. Long hair Cameron Diaz, if that tells you anything. She was like 21, 22 maybe? Okay. She was like, and her character in this was a bombshell. Yeah, like, that's a good word. That was, yeah. yeah, she was meant to be a bombshell. She's basically Jessica Rabbit, essentially. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And she's just so hot, but she's a, she's a, she's a, I don't want to say exotic dancer, because I never went that level, but she's a dancer. She's a dancer and a singer at a, at a nightclub. 
It uh, all, it gave me, did you ever used to watch like I Love Lucy? Yeah. You know, Ricky had the, the club. That's kind of the vibes I was getting. It's yeah. like the Coco Bongo, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was real. It's a place where rich people go when they get dressed up and they want to have a martini and just be part of an experience. Almost like a Vegas show or something, yeah. right? Something like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've never been ja- to Vegas. But like a what. jazz venue is yeah. kind of what it was. But you could just sit around some dinner tables and enjoy yourself. Um, but she, she was a, a singer, a dancer. But before we even know this, she shows up to the bank because she's trying to get a, a loan. Uh, I can't yeah. even remember what she was trying to get specifically for, but but she's like CDs, CDs, checking, checking CDs, or you could just take your money and throw it on the big mattress back there. <laughs> <laughs> but but she meets Jim Carrey's uh, character, and dude like falls in love with her right there. He just Stanley wa- Ipkiss. Oh man, she wants to find any way. He wants to find any way to kind of like meet her again, and. You know, he his buddy gets some tickets to go to that, yep. you know, to that, that, that bar or that club uh, to go meet her. And they're waiting in line, and his buddy gets in, and Stanley, he unfortunately doesn't make it. He doesn't get in quick enough, and he loses his place in line, and they kick his ass out. Yeah. And that's when Cameron Diaz's character shows up and sees him at his, like, rock bottom. His, his car... He's getting fucked over by the mechanics. He's got a are, loner. You were supposed to be, a, yeah. It was supposed to be an old change, but turns out there's like thousands Bro, of dollars that, worth that of line, bullshit. He's like, you're driving in a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, this is what you get. Yeah. It, it. But then they give him that loner, and dude's he's got he's got water all over his. He got thrown in the the ditch. Yeah. So he's got water all over his new suit, and just dude, he's just feeling low. So. He's he's he his car runs out of gas or breaks down or some shit on the highway, and looking like a damn Studebaker. Yeah, I forgot what happened. Did he almost get ran over and so he fell off the bridge? No. So what he, happened? His car like dies on the bridge. It's very, it resembles, what's the fucking? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Okay. A Christmas movie where similar character down in the luck is kind of feeling at their end, uh, just kind of goes to the end of the bridge. But in this movie, Jim Carrey sees the trash floating and he thinks somebody needs help, and so he's the nice guy that goes in to save and finds That's out right. that it's just a mask with some junk. And the yeah, and and then the mask turns out. It's it's a magical mask, but he doesn't know it. It kind of like gleams in his hands, and so he's kind of taken by it. So he's not ready to like get rid of it. And that's when the police are like, right. "What are you doing down there?" And he's like, "I was just looking for my mask. I got it." The mask is clearly charmed or See, something. I thought this movie was on your list because you like his dog Milo, Milo. looking like Wishbone in this place. Uh, Milo's a badass little dog, dude. I know. When you got a dog that can break you out of prison, mm. I said, "Get the keys, not the cheese." <laughs> <laughs> Milo's one of my favorite characters in this. Milo's an awesome dog. I don't know how they trained this dog to be that good. I mean, but. dog actors, bro, right? Yeah, man. Um, well, just, just tell me about, like, obviously this movie's on your list, and it's number three, but it's on your list, I would assume, mostly because his performance as the character of the mask, right? Dude, the mask turns him, him into a cartoon character. Yes! It, it brings out your inner like like most desires and innermost personality and it, it it took a meek a very boring person and and what he really wanted to be and just made it reality 
the dude was, he watched, you know, he was a grown man. He watched cartoons, Looney Tunes, and all this stuff. And, but he loved that stuff. But, he, you know, it, it, it came out with the mask. He basically became a god. Yeah. He, he was the god Loki or something like that. It was god Loki's mask incarnate or something. I forgot what they, what they, they tried to Loki call. Loki is the god of mischief. Right. And this is before you and I knew, I mean, you might have knew comics. I didn't know comic books. I didn't know the mask was a comic. But I, I definitely didn't know Loki, the character. I didn't know about Norse mythology. There you go. So. I didn't know what Loki was. Well, you was. know now. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. So, dude. I, He's a superhero. Yeah, he really is. He's a superhero. He can do pretty much anything he wants. He can make anything pop out of anywhere. I don't you love that scene where he's getting um, cornered by those bikers? Oh, yeah. I knew and, you were going there, bro. And then all of a sudden, he just has like... Like a little miniature circus stand, and he's uh-huh. like blowing balloons, and he's like, he's, he's, a, bar- a, a, he's a poodle, barker. and it, 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 he's like, he's like, he's a poodle, and then and, uh, the biker's so excited for it, yeah, and then he pops it, and he's like, sorry, son, she was rabbit, I had to put her down. <laughs> <laughs> he's all sad, bro, dude, and then and then he makes a fucking Tommy gun, and it actually shoots, and then he it's starts incredible. Everyone's like, oh shit. So you want to know something funny about that particular scene? Is I huh. think that's a great example of not catching a joke when you're a kid, but checking it now. He pulls out. A, a condom with jizz in it and he's like sorry wrong pocket and he throws yeah, it yeah I saw that as a yeah. kid I had no idea I watched that again and I was just like holy shit gross <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny oh dude oh I don't want to go back too far but that does remind me of Once Bitten where the dude was just like do you have protection hmm. and he pulls out a like a, a nitrile a glove yeah. and he goes are you going to call four other guys or something <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that was funny that it's reminded weird. me of the same joke but uh, the mask is is zany and fun, and it, it and it makes Stanley feel like, you know, he can he can get that girl finally, and she deep down it's like it's almost like a superhero like Mary Jane and Spider Man story, you know what I mean? Like sure. she's in love with Spider Man. You know, with McCameron Diaz, she's in love with the mask. But she and doesn't deep, know it's Stanley Ipkiss. Right, but, but deep down, she kind of likes Stanley. You yeah. know what I mean? You can tell, you can feel that she cares for him. I think it it's goes a, from, a, um, what's that word where it's like you think you love somebody, but you don't? It's also like Lois Lane, right? Lois and okay. Superman, yeah, right? I mean, so it's a common thing in the comic book movies. Yeah, a little bit. Infatuation. She's infatuated with the mask, and she realizes, though, that she loves Stanley. Right, 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 right. smart. Ah, damn! You just made something uh, real deep come out I of like nowhere. I like to, yeah, yeah. I like to use syllables. All right, that's a great number three. Let me tell you about my number three because I feel like we're going to be really interchangeable now. My number three is from 1994. It's Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Oh shit! Jim Carrey plays title role, bro. Ace Ventura, and he's incredible. This is when he really is fresh off in living color, and I feel like he's kind of larger than life at this point. Like people are like, if you didn't watch. In Lemon Color, you didn't know who Jim Carrey was, but I think because of Ace Ventura, people found out who Jim Carrey was. And you combine that with football, you know, the stuff with the Miami Dolphins was awesome. And in this movie, you get to see Udo Kier. So there's a scene where they go to the fancy party and he's looking for Snowflake, the missing dolphin. And you have the rich guys, like a millionaire, a billionaire, the guy with the cane. That's Udo Kier. I know him from horror movies, but then I see him in this movie and I'm like, what the fuck is Udo Kier doing in this movie? He's a French actor. But uh, I have a feeling it might be on your list somewhere, so I, I might not go too deep into it. But I have to say that uh, I love Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. I feel the exact same, you know. And in fact, um, I mean, just because we're gonna end up talking about it, 
That's my number two, bro. Okay. So we can just have the whole conversation now. Is. Ace Ventura is a good representation of what I loved as a kid, man. Okay. It was so stupid zany. And it's in a lot like I saw Cable Guy when I was a kid, but not as many times as I've seen Ace Ventura. And I didn't understand so many jokes as a child. But, dude, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to, like... <sighs> Talk with my butt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got some Fucking Tom Dude, or, uh, yeah, or, or I mean, um, I would definitely put Pet Detective over um, over the second one, When Nature Calls, but I did do the Tarzan yell a lot oh, with yeah. my butt. Yeah. It's just like, so I had to mention that, because that is a fun-ass movie, too, honestly. But uh, Ace Ventura is a, is a great movie. I, I, I can't... He had so many good characters. Tone Loke, and they're like, well, I don't understand. It was just a little For bit of. For people who don't know Tone Loke, first off, Funky, Cold Medina, and Wild Thing. Or, doesn't he do a voice in Fantasia? Or, not Fantasia, uh, uh, Fern Gully. Yeah, yes, he lizard. played the lizard in yeah, Fern Gully. He's got that cool voice. Great cartoon, man. by the way. Oh, he's in Blank Check, too. His I name mean, is Juice. Oh, man, he was but, Juice. Yeah, that was, was a good movie, too. Was, As a bro. kid, I loved that movie, bro. Well, the thing about Ace Ventura Pet Detective that even stands out more today is I didn't know much about Star Trek when I was a kid, but I love Star Trek now, so when I see the scenes where he's imitating Kirk and Scotty, I just, yeah. it's comedy gold. Yeah, dude. I mean, I could not tell you that I feel the same way about those scenes as you, but I knew you appreciated it. Yeah. I saw that stuff, and I was like, I bet Dave is in love with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So much so, it's my number three. Dude. I... The scene where he goes to the mental institution and pretends oh to be mental. God. I mean, is, does he get more classic than uh, having Jim Carrey in a tutu stepping on bubble wrap? Bro. <laughs> One of my favorite parts is when he was like... Going in slow motion, and he did it like then he did like a slow motion rewind, yeah. And it's just like let's this, see that in instant replay. He is this character is both incredibly wild and crazy, but you can never call this guy stupid. Yeah, he is not stupid. In in fact, one would say he's, he's intelligent. You got to say it first off. Like how weird is it, right? You have detectives in the world, and he's the only known pet detective but when you think about it like animals can't really talk for themselves like you can kind of understand them but this guy like just he gets it man and he's the one who can help all the animals i would i would say he's got all this pet food and it's not for fiber ace may not be hmm in the cleanest of professions sure but dude is a genius. Oh yeah. I mean, well, he they may say be most weird. geniuses are messy, bro. Yeah, he may be a little weird, but this dude clearly sees things that other people can't see, and yep. it makes him the best at what he does. True. And dude, he gets chicks, man. I mean, <laughs> speaking of chicks, we got we got more friends royalty in this movie, bro. We got Courtney Cox. Yep. And I, let's be honest, man. Kind of at her peak, bro. Like okay. right around that age. That's you know. I think that's like when Courtney Cox was in her mid twenties or something. She had just. Uh, this was before Friends, if I'm not mistaken. It could be, or it was Ace in was the first like, couple seasons. Ace was like ninety. Friends was an early '90s show. So oh, it was it. Yeah. Oh. But don't get me. I mean, this isn't a Friends podcast, so I didn't have to study when Friends came out. But that's true. But this it might have been the reason she was on this movie, though. Too Friends was hot shit back then, too. That's true. There yeah. were. I'm, I'm sure there was. Some but she's possible. a really good like 
uh, opposite to Jim Carrey in this movie. It works really good because she's she's overly serious, but he kind of breaks that, and she sees him for who he is, and they work together. It's really good. Yeah, man. Uh, dude has no trouble getting it. So, and apparently the dude can go like five rounds in a row. No that's problem. Bo- that's how you know it's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like Jesus. He's just like, oh, I'm spent. I don't think I could do like, anymore. Oh my god, two times. He's like, I'm sorry, I must be tired. <laughs> he's like, okay, let's go again. Yeah, it's like, damn. I'll have what he's having. Dude's I, an animal in, but that's right. Um, I like that. Man. So that's your number two, huh? You, you you right there with me? Yeah, right there with you, man. Well, then that already fast forwards to my number two, which was your number three, and that's the mask. <laughs> And if I'm being realist, I do put the mask slightly above Ace Ventura. I love this movie. I saw yeah. it in theater. I love the mask. Mask was, dude, I mean, come on, it's my number two. It's top contender for it, number let's, one. Let's be honest. They are somewhat interchangeable. I feel like just the way you were a little bit older yep. when you saw the mask. That's true. I, I was the a little theater, bit bro. younger. It's, and, and mask is a little bit more mature than Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, you know, is a little bit more kitty. They're both, I mean, my it's grandmother crazy to s- took me to see the mask in theater, and, and this is a grandma who is from a family I'm not attached to no more. But I remember she took me, and when I was leaving, she she was kind of embarrassed. She's like, I can't believe this. I'm never taking you to another PG-13 movie again. And I'm all like, smoking. Like, I just couldn't <laughs> stop. Like, that movie was everything. Dude, at least she didn't take you to go see Ace Ventura. That is a, that would have been Well, bad. I think I think the mask hit itself to be a little more kid-friendly than what Ace does. Right. But... Okay. The, the mask yeah. did it so well. I mean, the oh yeah, you know what? You're in in every possible way. I think the mask is more of a kid movie. Right. So I I, I retract my last statement about it being more mature. Maybe the story. <laughs> is maybe you're more mature. Yeah. Maybe the story and the writing is a little bit more yeah. fleshed out and mature. Uh, Ace Ventura is very erratic, dude. Oh my god. Every time I okay. So earlier in the movie in Ace Ventura. He, his window gets busted open because he goes steals like a little white cute dog from uh, the asshole from, ex-boyfriend or yeah, something yeah yeah and so a dude meets up with him and busts his window but then throughout the whole movie he was driving with his like head outside the driver's side window you don't do that <laughs> that's but, the only way I can see around the inspection yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just every single time I saw him outside. That's got to remind you of me, too, because think about it. If I don't need to fix it, I'm not going to. Dude, that running joke is awesome. I just Warning, I'm... assholes are closer than they appear. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. You're pulling me back, man. I'm bro. on the mask now. All right. Well, let's talk more about the I mask. Was, bro. <sighs> Dorian was an awesome villain in that movie. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? When com- he put on the mask, it was kind of scary though, because it brings the innermost desires to life, like you were saying. And Dorian, being kind of a sinister person on the inside, that made him even more sinister on the outside. And so, yeah, when he put it on, it was just like, holy shit! Like we got a real villain now. Yeah, I feel like Dorian to me uh, as a villain is like the the lackey that has just had enough of it, right? Sure. Because he wasn't like the kingpin or anything. There was. You know the 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 mobster Godfather, whoever there was. Remember, he almost like busted the dude. Oh yeah, Remember? on the golf scene, he yeah, had to yeah, put yeah. he had he put to put the tea in his mouth. Yeah, and then yeah. it's. I like, mean, it's bust. one of those things where it's like everybody, no matter how big they are, they answer to someone else. Right. But he was kind of like the guy who was ready to like <laughs> go postal on all that and take it for himself. Right. And so he started doing his own like side gig, yeah. and that that pissed off the dude. Yeah. But all it needed was an opportunity, and and Dorian 
figured out how the mask worked, or more or less, yeah. stole it, took uh, Stanley's mask away, and then he became the ultimate evil. Well, yeah, and they basically set up Stanley Ipkiss to be the mask that they have footage of Robin Banks, and he was. He right. did some bad stuff in this movie. I mean, he did he steal, did he steal did things. He also gave a lot of money away, so I don't know if that... Right. It, it wasn't harmless. And he stole from bank. He didn't rip people off individuals. I'm trying to justify it, but at the end of the day, no, Dorian he, was going to do... Fu- he murdered people. Right. I mean, definitely the mask... Stanley was a was a menace, let's be honest. Yeah. The, but, but it was... we bro, knew when we you shoved Stan- those mufflers up the mechanic's ass, bro, that, how did they survive? Yeah. He is... Hey, that, that means crime is okay as long as you make it funny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I got some plans. <laughs> I would say uh, the uh, Stanley was more like an anti-hero. You know what I mean? You know, this is the second movie on my list with a musical number. They call me Cuban Beats because I'm the king of the rumba beats. And when I play the maracas, I go chi chi boom chi chi boom He plays Ricky but, Ricardo. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. That was, it was awesome. I mean, remember the scene where he had everyone, like, dancing in unison? Yes. All the cops, the entire police force was dancing in Bro, unison. Bro, and that scene when he's like, our love is like a red, red rose, and I am a little thorny. It killed me. <laughs> I was like, I get the puns. I get it. As an adult, you get so much more out of it. The, but, man. The whole movie is quotable. It is. Like, from beginning to end, it's quotable. But it's so fun. It is. I, I had a hard time looking at Mask and Ace Ventura. I knew they were both top three category, but I, when I put Mask above Ace Ventura, I felt really good about it. And the fact that you did it the other way made it really cool. Yeah, man. But I'm, that leaves one big question, dude. Like, uh, you don't know my number one. I don't know your number one. But we haven't... I, I don't know. Like, I doubt your number one is once bitten, so no. maybe it hasn't been brought up yet. But go ahead and tell me, bro. What is your favorite... Jim Carrey movie. My favorite is, in my opinion, is his best overall performance. Okay. Um, it is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ooh. It is a Dr. Seuss classic, which I live. I, I love. I, 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 I love the Dr. Seuss. It's my it's my favorite Christmas movie. There's a, a handful of Christmas movie, but Dr. Seuss. I've watched it so many times as a child. And then when he reprised this role, I watched it every single year as a kid, dude. And just to know the struggle that he had to put through, he brought his typical Jim Carrey twist. But it wasn't just Jim Carrey. It was truly, he embodied the Grinch. He was silly and zany where he needed to be, but not too much. He was still evil and bad. And I hadn't seen Jim Carrey like this before. And then the fact that the it was just an overall good movie, and they did such a good job, like uh, just honoring Dr. Seuss throughout the whole movie, it, it brought it all to life. It was like the first time you played your favorite game in HD. It was like, and you only had it in pixels and standard definition. And then you played your you played your favorite game, and it's like in 1080 or 4K, and you're like, holy shit. This gets better, you know. It's it's like that for me, and 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 let's be honest, the dude sacrificed the the makeup, the contacts, the stuff he had to put on yeah. would drive people insane. The dude had to basically smoke cigarettes all day every day. He wasn't a smoker, and he had to w- w- before he there was something he had to do where he had to get pinched often or something like that because he was in, like, like 
so irritated and whatnot from the, all the makeup and the the costume because you can't just take it off. Right. The prosthetics he had to wear it was it was. It's intense. for the entire day, dude. Yeah. And his eyes and everything, he had to constantly get them like watered and whatnot because the contacts yeah. were drying them out. It was a lot, man. Not only was it the performance, but the quality of the movie, the story, the the world that they created that hadn't been done yet through the Dr. Seuss and then on top of that it was one of my favorite actors ever Jim Carrey on top of that it's kind of like a dream come true to me it was just the perfect blend and you know I don't think any actor could have done even remotely as good of a job you know like I love Robin Williams Robin Williams could not have been the Grinch for that and and that's crazy because you're almost you know you could almost interchangeably do that because I mean what is Jim Carrey man he's like the fun like zany dad or uncle or brother that you know in your life or best friend in this case you know what I mean that that, that just embodies a good ass time mm-hmm. and then Robin Williams is like that older father figure grandpa figure that did the exact same role but a little bit more mature a little bit more silly but not as crazy and then and I think that that depth is important to separate, you know what I mean? And when you have Jim Carrey bringing in this role, he 100%, I don't know, I can't remember if he won an Oscar for it, but if he didn't, damn it, he should have. He got snuffed. He got my nominated. He got my nomination. (laughs) Dang, bro. That's awesome, man. I, uh... I've seen that movie, but maybe once or twice. You I've made seen me it feel like a hundred like, times. You made me feel like I need to revisit it for Christmas because why not? Well, to be honest, the original Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the animated one, is my favorite Christmas movie ever. The original animated one, then love you it to 100% death. Hundred percent, watch it. You <laughs> I've should. Seen it, well, I know, but I, you, you. I saw it when it came out. I rented it on VHS. I don't know if I've seen it again. Damn, it's you're just, missing out because because okay. I mean I. I watched it every single year. Yeah. It was at at, on, at school. They put it on at church. They put it on at home. I put it on, dude. It but it was the movie you. It wasn't getting. It didn't. It didn't feel like it got tiring. Right. You know what I mean. There are quite a few movies like that that just. For me, it's Independence Day for in in Fourth of July. Uh, Elf. We could throw Elf on Christmas too. That's awesome Christmas movie. It's just fun every freaking year. It's great. You know what I mean? There's movies like that you Silent could just Silent Night, Deadly Night, love it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you Black know? Christmas all day. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know that's that's my opinion on it. I think if you haven't uh, watched it in a long time, treat yourself. I think Julie really likes that movie. So good on you, Julie. Yeah, nah, she's great, right? Man, I'm so lucky. But yeah, dude, I have no idea what your number one is. Freaking tell me, man. All right, man. It's what it all boils down to. It's The Grinch and, drumroll, my favorite Jim Carrey movie is from 1995. It's Batman Forever. Holy shit. How was that for pulling the rug out from under you? So people don't know, I sent Ed my list, but I sent it to him in the wrong order on purpose. Yeah, that's right. That's the only way I could fuck with you. How you like it? You actually did that? I did. Think about it. My number one became honorable mention. My list was reversed, bro. Yeah, man. Here it is, man. Okay. Easily my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Why? Everybody knows you and I, we like Batman, but we love like Batman villains. That's where the fun sure. is for me, okay? Mm-hmm. 
something. You, I would say you like Batman, the character, more than me, but we both like him. We both like the villains. I love villaining, right? Yeah. And, and I know you're a Mr. Freeze guy, and, and I'm a Joker guy and all these things, but the Riddler, for the longest time, really got skipped over, at least yeah. in mainstream. So... This is the first live-action appearance of the Riddler since uh, Frank Gorshin did it in the 66 TV show. Love the 66 TV show. It's awesome. It's also kooky and zany. Well, the first two Tim Burton movies weren't. They were very serious. Yeah. And when they wanted to make this movie, this movie's not a Tim Burton movie, they wear it on a sleeve. They're like, this is different. This is a comic book movie, but it's going to be fun. To me, it kind of brought back some of that 66 silliness but then it kept a little bit of the dark gotham as its background and so jim carrey as the riddler tommy lee jones as two-face chris o'donnell as robin but like i've said many times on all of these movies jim carrey steals the show oh yeah edward nigma or riddler doesn't matter you're paying attention and you're like i can't wait till the next jim carrey scene you're 100 percent right It, it was my favorite character in that movie i'm not a big fan of this movie not I mean, compared to the like uh, Batman and Batman Returns, sure. Um, and I like uh, Batman uh, and Robin even less, sure. But dude, I, I how can I dislike his role? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, Jim Carrey. there's been rumors and, and things like, what if Tim Burton would have done this movie? He had a different vision, and I would love to see that vision, but. I still love this movie for what it is because I saw it in theater. This was my first Batman movie in theater. Really? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. That, that just, makes a lot of it, sense. And, and I was already well... And I think we went because it was Jim Carrey. Oh, for sure. And you just... You light up, you know? Because I had already seen all these other movies. I'd seen The Mask in theater. And now I'm seeing that guy play the Riddler. And you see, you know, they got the, the glasses at McDonald's and the toys. And oh. It's just, it's life when we're in the kids in the 90s, man. And seeing this in theater and just seeing who's afraid of the big black bat. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I love this so much. And so easily my number one. In fact, you want to know something really funny? So we've been talking about wanting to do this for a while, and we didn't know exactly what day, but we did narrow it down to this week we're going to record this, right? Right. So it was only a shot in the dark that this would happen, okay? Okay. We went and checked the mail, didn't we? Okay. So I'm pulling out a mystery package, and it's not my penis. What could it be, bro? That's so crazy, right? So on the very day that you said you wanted to do this podcast... And I was like, oh, let's do it. Right after work, let's knock it out. My mystery package showed up what in have? the mail. <laughs> and here is my Batman Forever on oh, Sega Genesis, my number shit. one Jim Carrey movie. Take a look. Oh, baby. dude. Yeah, buddy. I so, used to play this game yeah. when I was younger. <laughs> so the reality is a lot of people, you know, we talk about certain video games and stuff, but I've dove heavily back into my childhood, and I love Sega Genesis. It's my favorite game console because I played the shit of it as a kid. And so I've gone back playing nostalgia, and I'm buying up all these games again, which is why I've been very money conscious. Dude, this but is two players. I know We're it is. playing this I, after the podcast. But the reality is, what are the odds this will show up on the day we do the podcast? That's Check out crazy. my number one. You're holding it in your hand. <laughs> Batman Forever. That's so awesome, you yeah, Joel Schumacher directed this movie, and he, he did Lost Boys, so he was kind of a known name, and he did Batman and Robin, and he did some other things, but for me, he'll always be the director of Batman Forever, and for Jim Carrey, he'll always be the Riddler, bro. That's sick, man. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to give the movie a watch again, because I do remember just, like, the constant, like, 
back and forth between Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Yeah, they and, did not like each and other you in can, real life. And you, shows. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Well, I don't know if Jim Carrey hates Tommy Lee Jones. I think there's respect there. But Tommy Lee Jones is, let's be honest, he's an older... Established. Res- established, yeah. respected actor who takes things very seriously. And he, and he feels as though Jim Carrey does it and hates that. But the thing is... It's a Batman it's, movie, man. It's not that Jim Carrey doesn't take it seriously. I think he 100% takes it seriously. I think he puts his all into it. There's a reason that's he just was his, cast as a Riddler. That's what they wanted. That's his personality. Yes. And when he puts all of himself... Dude, when you look at Jim Carrey roles, does he not put him all of himself into it? I've, You know, there's a lot of movies that didn't appear on our list today, and I noticed a lot of them are in the later half of his career. And I've seen stuff like Fun with Dick and Jane, and I've seen Number 23 and stuff. But if I'm being honest, there are easily like ten or fifteen, maybe ten movies I have not seen. Truman Show, man. Well, I mean, no, but see, that still counts as 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 good. But I'm just yeah. and and it it was serious, you know. There's like the majestic and all kinds of stuff yeah. he did. Yeah. But I think that I, what I'm trying to get to is you asked like, does he not always give a hundred percent? Everything I've seen, he has. Right. I don't know if that's gonna stay the same with the later half of his career. Sonic excluded, because I love Sonic. Just said it was a Sega guy. But I don't know if he phoned it in on some of these other jobs, but now that we're talking about it, I, I can't wait to find out. I want to watch some of his more serious roles, too. I I, I do, too, man. That didn't go I mean, to theater, that aren't in the limelight, you know? Yeah. I, I think I haven't watched too many of those newer, more serious, dramatic roles. Sure. Um, I've seen a few. Um, but one thing that kind of sticks as a reoccurring theme zany, cartoony, however you want to put it. Jim Carrey plays a damn good villain in everything. <laughs> Let's, I mean, I think he really brought Dr. Robotnik to life, oh, dude. Man. It was a fun character. And he, he took we what should have been a fat old, like, bald guy. And that, it, let's be honest, he, he, that was not a Sonic movie. That's a Dr. Robot, and that's a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, dude, he yeah. made it so fun. I feel like that was also, like, reincarnated Jim Carrey. That was, like, yeah. 90s Jim Carrey again. Right, man. It was hard not putting Sonic in there. It was. I actually really liked yes, the movie. Yeah. I thought it was gonna bomb. I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw it, was, it was the first movie I watched before covid uh, like shut down the theaters. This. It's remember I didn't go with you. Right. I was like eh, I don't know. Right. Uh, it was right before pass. COVID like <laughs> shut down the theaters, and yeah. me and my wife went to go see it, and I thought I was like eh, I'll watch it, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, and dude, it was way better than I expected. It was a, it was one of the first fun like video game movies. So Jim Carrey, you know, we could talk all day about all his roles, but then that wouldn't be a top ten. Those are just little nuggets at what we like. And the dude, honestly, we could have made a top, like, 20, yep. let's be honest, or a top 10, very least. But, you know, when it comes down to how it impacted us individually, I thought it was fun that we had so many that were, like, back and forth that yeah. were almost our entire list was, like, same, same. I think it's really cool that we both like Cable Guy because again, that's one that gets over. We have on we it. have a lot to say about it, yep. uh, but our top our but Jim Carrey clearly affects us all just a little bit differently, and I I think honestly, if you gave it another watch, I think 
How the Grinch Stole Christmas would be in your top five, if not an honorable mention. Okay. I think you, if you gave it another watch, maybe watch it with your kids, maybe watch it with Julie or just whatever, I think you would gain a little bit more respect for Ed's it. Ed's going to try to do that a little. <laughs> He's like, just watch it with a, you know, a white cherry icy and some, uh, you know, a candy, and you'll just love it. I'm like, Ed, don't try to sweeten the deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, um, we made some good choices. We did, and when it boils down to it, I mean, the, we... For this podcast, we're saying the two best Jim Carrey movies are... For me, it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And for me, it's Batman Forever. But listeners can decide. And Jacob, I hope you enjoy this episode. We did it for you, man. And I think we're both curious what his favorite Jim Carrey movie is. Let's make a guess. All right, let's see. Uh, We both know Jacob. I'm going to say Ace Ventura Pet Detective is his favorite. And And... and I'm not even sure. I'm just. Gonna I was gonna say Ace, okay. but just to have a just difference, have diff- yeah. I would say The Mask. Okay, I don't want to draw this podcast out another hour, but you know we talk about movies that we didn't even mention, and we're both on here. We know the right. shit's gonna come up, right. but right. I can't believe we didn't even talk about Liar Liar. Great movie. Liar Liar was originally on my list. Okay, it was. A, I don't. Know, yeah, I mean. The damn pin is blue. Dude, me, myself, and Irene, I love these movies, dude. I just, they just got edged out. We could have easily done a top 10. Might have been struggling with a top 20, but like easily top 10. And, you know, you're going to have ever seen Earth Girls Are Easy? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm actually Uh proud of you. That's cool. Absolutely, dude. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. We won't go. We won't go. But Uh, yeah, it needs to happen. Amber loves that movie. Really? Yeah, that would have been in her top five for sure. Really? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, all right, so we'll wrap this thing up, but I, I think that two great things came out of this episode. One, we got to talk to Jim Carrey and give Jacob his episode, but two, you said something that sparked something for me. Yeah. I, I think I should bring you back on here for a top five Robin Williams. You, you kept comparing him to Jim Carrey, and I'm like, you know what? Robin Williams needs his own podcast, too. I was hoping you'd say that. Okay. Because I want to talk to Robin Williams, seed. too, bro. Uh, Robin Williams is like... The uncle I never had, or you know what I mean? He is. Yeah, bro. Like everyone's like favorite uncle or grandpa or whatever. Right. And uh, yeah, hundred cool. percent. I'm down, man. Well, I'm not saying it's the very next episode, but I'm. You saw how long it took to do Jim Carrey, but I think from now we're gonna start watching some Robin Williams movies. And once we get that list down, bring you back on here. We'll do it. It's a date. All right, man. Thanks for coming on here and telling me about your favorite Jim Carrey movies. Thanks for having me, bro. Mine were better. there you have it top five jim carrey movies what'd you guys think totally cool to bring ed the undead back on the show i just had him on here when he talked about our favorite comedies and now i'm wondering why jim carrey movies didn't make the list i know he he liked to branch that a little bit and i was against it i was like no i don't want to spoil it but now i'm like damn some of these are my favorite comedies but that's okay now the funny thing about this episode is i usually would say i hope we were able to put something on your radar but if i'm being honest i feel like everybody has seen these jim carrey movies if you haven't we're not friends but anyway i'll let that be that you guys have a wonderful day and thanks for listening to the all things dave podcast (laughs) 